ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and our B cup bosomed Chris Baldino. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Leonard's Laser Show. Uh, I am coming uh, coming from Leonard's Lair. Uh, I have with me Dan Staniel Henry. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good, buddy. Yourself? Good. Good. I haven't been Staniel in quite some time. I think I'm due. Yeah, no, I think we're all kind of due. I'm due for a, a true Leonard escapade, due for a little Staniel resurgence. A lubricated Leonard afternoon. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, speaking of lubrication, do you have anything to drink in front of you? I am going with some fresh H2O. Uh, as I mentioned to you, I'm a little, uh, a little under the weather last week, still trying to clear the rest of this mucus out of my uh, chest and head. So I'm, I'm going easy this week. A lot of work to do. And uh, But you know what? Next time we get together, I will make sure to make myself a beverage because I have uh, listened to a couple of your pods and you and your brother make that uh, you know, quite, the, quite the thing. I, I heard the sip of sunshine was uh, one of your favorites. Oh, yes, yes. I'm actually I bro- out. Like- yeah, I brought that four-pack for you at one point. I, I called my other buddy, who's the second most IPA connoisseur to yourself that I know, and I was like, look, I'm going to my buddy's house. What do I get? He writes, sip of sunshine. Done. Yeah. Yep. Now, I, uh, that, those, those don't last long in my fridge, so they get, they get run over pretty quickly. Um, in front of me, I actually have a beer that Jason gave me from my trip to his house on Sunday. Uh, some equilibrium equal uh, energy equals. It's got like an Albert Einstein picture on it. Uh, let's crack it open. Oh yeah, and there we go. A little pour, pour, pour. But yeah, um, I have been right. enjoying those those iced coffees you give me. Um, oh yes, uh, was it rise. Yes, rise, rise. Yeah, those are tasty. Those I drank, uh, so I was drinking the, the, the mocha ones and like the, the milk latte ones. And then I, I ran into a black, an all black one. First of all, the, the taste was a little bitter. And then after I drank the whole thing, I saw that those had doubled caffeine of the ones with the oat milk latte in them. So, oh, seriously? Uh, yeah, I was, I was supercharged that morning. I think uh, the, the, they're all seven ounces, but most of them have about 80 milligrams of caffeine. That one had 180. So uh, I was, I was on, uh, I was turbocharged that morning. I've been on the um, the Phil Mickelson coffee. Mm-hmm. His uh, was a coffee for wellness. It's actually really good. Um, they send you out. You can sign up for a subscription. They'll send you bags of of, uh, of beans. Uh, and our coffee machine has like a grinder built into it. Right. And th- and then there's this, like powder that you toss in afterwards, and it's like kind of cinnamon flavor, but it's apparently like you know high in you know amino acids or like all kinds of crazy shit. Um, mm-hmm. t- tastes great. And Hannah likes it. Uh, I brought Jay a, a, my, the left the the end of my last tub for him to try it, uh, and it comes with some sweet swag too because it was pretty sweet, um, like thermos mugs with you know the Phil logo on it and coffee for wellness and the whole thing. So I recommend checking it out. All right, we'll do. Yeah. All right. Um, I just need to sit there real quick. Um, all right, so. Let's dive into uh, golf from last week, uh, and we'll, we'll follow the usual uh, structure. So, Quail Hollow, the roars have returned, as <laughs> as Jim Nance said so eloquently. He probably had it in the holster for for months slash oh, yeah. year, a year and a half, ready to use. Uh, I know you're a big fan. Uh, so excited to see Rory with a W again after way too long. Um, yeah, 2019, they said, was his last win at, uh, I think it was one of the WGCs. Yeah, it wasn't even in the United States, it was in China. 
Oh yeah, so it's like, wait, wait, uh, yeah, okay, because he's a member of the European tour too, and yeah, he he's all over the place. So yeah, so his last his last win in the continental United States was obviously the players. Uh, he won the WGC HSBC in China after that, and since then um, has been very relevant, uh, but also very vocal about his his issues and complications with his game. Um, it was awesome to see him put everything together on a very friendly confines of Quail yes. Hollow. Um, Where he has won, I believe, a PGA there in the past? Uh, no, he's won this event twice. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, the P- well, now three times. He won the, P- uh, the winner of the PGA there was Justin Thomas. Okay, okay. Yes, I, I did hear somebody mention that this weekend. Um, so, yes, okay, Justin Thomas won a PGA. There. But it was, it was also Rory's first PGA Tour win was at Quail Hollow. So uh, that'll definitely hold something near and dear to his heart for, for forever. Yeah, so. what did what, what they say? It was like 2010, 2015, and then this year, right? Yep. yep so he's, exactly. he's spacing them out a little bit. Yeah, just a touch. Yeah. But, um, how much of the golf did you get to catch this week? I did watch uh, a fair amount. Um, I had answer this weekend, actually. So, uh, oh, wow, that's I, a great pick. Yeah, I know. We were over at uh, Kevin's house in the afternoon for uh, for Mother's Day. He was uh, cooking up some food, so I was actually sitting downstairs on his uh, on his on his two screen TV setup. We had golf on one, and we had the Yankees walk off on the other, at least for the time being. And then I know this is a golf podcast, but Leo, you must be ecstatic that your Knicks have all of a sudden remembered how to play basketball. Uh, they may or may not have the exact, exact same record as the Los Angeles Lakers who they play tonight. So yes, uh, let's did. go. Yeah, it, I, I was funny because I saw that they said championship odds, Lakers 8%, Knicks less than 1.01%. I was like, man, burn. I mean, anyway, I, I'm excited. I'm excited by that. I'm excited by the Yankees finding some form uh, against the the Nationals over the weekend. Obviously, tonight we'll see how they do against the Rays who have their number. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I, you know, Glaber Torres needs to figure things out. We can't be relying on Giancarlo Stanton for you know, everything. Yeah, for for literally everything. Yeah. Um, the the golf was pretty great though. I thought. Um, I mean, it started off awesome. Like Phil Mickelson was your leader after day one, shooting yes. a seven under sixty four. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't it didn't stick. <laughs> Followed up with a seventy five in day two. Yeah, uh, Ricky Fowler was three under uh, going into the 17th hole on the first day, and he bogeyed 17, bogeyed 18, was one under, and I was like, okay, great, he's going to make the cut. And then he threw up uh, a 74. Mm. Uh, no, actually, no, higher. He threw up uh, 76 yeah. on Friday, finished uh, four over and missed the cut. Um, Max Homan never stood a chance. I don't know if you saw that. I saw, I saw what you posted in the WhatsApp uh, about that, but what happened? He must have fallen off the rails early. Max Homa was he shot a forty-two on the front on Thursday. Eek. Yeah. And he's been that, playing well this year too. I mean, it's yeah. not like it's not like he's uh, you know, Matthew Wolf or Ricky Fowler, which coincidentally are both Oklahoma State guys, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean Max Homa, he's been, you know, I, I don't think he's won this year, but he's been top five. No, no, he won. He he, he won he won the LA Open. He won at yeah. uh, Genesis Genesis Open. All um, of a sudden though, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was defending champ at this. He was the last. He was the winner of the Wells Fargo back in twenty nineteen because it got canceled in twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, so, so this was the first ever event that he was the defending champion of. And he, to put that in perspective, I shot a forty, I shot a forty two on on Friday at Shack, on mm-hmm. the back nine. He shot a forty two, on the front nine at Quail Hollow. Um, right. The difference never... is, yeah. The difference is, you're probably thrilled with that, and he was probably mortified. 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 <laughs> yes. 
So not big not difference great, between what we do. Yeah, the yeah. PGA Tour. Uh, and then there was obviously uh, the big golfer Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, yeah, I was gonna see if you wanted to bring that up or not. I read that story. I was like, what? I mean, what an ass clown. He, for those that didn't follow the saga that, that happened this week, um, Bryson had a triple bogey uh, on the par five on the back nine on Friday. I can't remember what number it is. It wasn't, it wasn't 15. It was a par five before that. Um, 13. 13. Okay. And it basically took him out of contention uh, or it took him out of probably making the cut because he was sitting at, and he, he, was sitting at two over when he when he uh, holed out and oh, he actually played he played the back nine fr- first so this was one of the holes on the front nine mm-hmm. so he um, he holds out he's two over for the tournament the cut line looks like it's going to be plus one uh, then people are, are acknowledging there's supposed to be tremendously bad weather and winds popping up in the afternoon that could push push the cut line back to plus two Bryson gets on his private jet flies back home to Dallas. When he lands, he sees that the cut line flexed to plus two where he is. So he actually made the cut. So he <laughs> he now decides to stay in Dallas, get a workout in, which he posted a picture of him in his gym getting a workout in Dallas when he was supposed to be back in Charlotte. He worked out, had some dinner, apparently was in bed by 8.30, was awake at 2.45 to get back on a private jet, fly back to Charlotte for his like 7.40 a.m. tea time on Saturday. Yeah, because the guys who with the worst scores obviously start the earliest. And Leo, he shot a 68. He finished He finished tied for sixth. Uh, ninth. No, sorry, ninth, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it, the guy has can you know can calculate all the math in the world, all the science in the world, you know, launch angles, spin rates, all this kind of stuff, but he can't figure out the cut line yet. Like, <laughs> what the hell? And of course, he has to tell everyone the story and give us every detail about it because he's Bryson, because he's just extra. Part of yep. me thinks he just did that on purpose for like the the pit points that uh, you know yeah. the potential like you know social awareness of the game and celebrityism. Like, he sucks. I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> he's the okay. Worst. Yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting story. I mean, you know, Quail Hollow, North Carolina to Dallas has got to be. I, mean, I, I don't know if you've ever made that flight wheel. But, I never uh, have. Apparently, it's like a three and a three, half hour. Yeah, yeah, three hours. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he I mean, gets there, it, does a workout, eats dinner, goes to sleep, and then flies back. Like, wow. I mean, and, and how much did he make? Uh, tied for ninth? I'm going to say what? A couple hundred grand? $228,000. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for $228,000, I'd fly to uh, Dallas and back in, in a day, too. If I, I mean, he's right. probably not even paying for the private jet. He probably, you know, he, it's yeah. probably part of it. He's probably, you know, NetJets is probably one of his sponsors. And blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Bunch of bullshit. Uh, yeah. The worst. I thought Anyways, that was interesting. I thought it was kind of, it was, I thought it was kind of cool. Some of the guys coming, I mean, there were some guys on the, on the leaderboard that are, it was just good to see their names again. Like, um, Gary Woodland, right? Like, yes. Where's he been since the U.S. Open win? Yeah, he had a really bad hip injury last year to the point where he lost a bunch of weight. And I said to mm-hmm. Dylan, I was like, dude, is he sick? Like it was bad. Yeah, he looked he looked like kind of sickly. I mean, I, you know, it was great seeing an answer. Like you him said, and Bryson I mean, were on different trajectories. He wanted to lose weight, and Bryson wanted to put it on. Yeah, I, dude, also talk about different trajectories. Talk about Bryson DeChambeau, who's like you know. The Incredible Hulk out there, and then you have Abraham Answer, who's like Mighty Mouse. Yes, I the mean, dude hits the ball straight, and he's pretty it, solid with his iron. Yep, and he rolls and he rolls the rock really well. It's cool to see his name up there. Um, 
Yep. Keith Mitchell, we haven't seen Keith Mitchell relevant since he won the Honda Classic a couple years ago. Yeah, that I was mean, cool. Yeah, him and uh, him and Woodland uh, were combined. Yeah, Woodland was even, and Mitchell won over, and uh, you know they were easily within reach. I mean, Mitchell was the the leader, I think, the solo leader going in fifty four holes, right? Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. I mean, this is kind of looked. It kind of reminds me of last week at the Valspar, where Max Homa was sitting there, one shot back in third place of Keegan Bradley and. Sam Burns, and mm-hmm. you're like, all right, like Homa's Homa's gonna catch those guys. Like he's just gonna, he's got the, he's got the mojo, he's got the, you know, the prowess. He's just gonna catch those guys and and put his foot down and win this thing. And I kind of felt like that was always gonna be the issue this week with Rory. He was only one shot back, and he was gonna, he's gonna be in the same group group as the guy chasing Keith Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Who obviously like has the one win, but otherwise is like a pretty pretty much an unknown. Yeah, and it was it you know Roy. I mean, he scared us on eighteen, right? Um, uh huh. But I'll get to that. Luke List it was cool to see his name. He hasn't been relevant in probably two or three years, right? Um, Satoshi Kadaira, did you see him up there? I did see him up there. You know, he had a rough uh, Sunday. Shot plus two, but I, I had uh, to be honest with you. Sometimes my brother texts me and he's like, who is this guy? Who is that guy? And I tell him, I had never heard of him, Kadira. So last time Kadira won, I think, was the RBC Heritage where he was rocking that sweet tartan jacket. And I mean, <laughs> that, was prob- that was probably four years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, he's not very, uh, you know, he's not um, visible on the leaderboards a lot on the weekend. So you don't see him. And, you know, if you're really not top five uh, on Sunday, you barely get any TV time anyway. But Getting back to Rory for a minute, you know, I, yeah. I think you would agree that, you know, you know, one of the smoothest, sweetest swings um, Gorgeous. in the game uh, off the tee. His iron play over the last couple of tournaments has been a little suspect. And then his putting, I think, is the worst part of his game. So the yeah. fact that he was sitting there at minus seven when there were two guys there, I I instantly thought to myself, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I really, really? don't. Yeah, I, I just did. I mean, listen, yes, he's dealing with Keith Mitchell and... Um, uh, Gary Woodland, who were, I mean, Gary Woodland's won a major, so, you know, he's yeah, a decent yeah. player. But Keith Mitchell, like you said, uh, you, you know, you kind of figured he was going to take him down. But it was kind of like, was Rory going to be able to to, to handle it and, and to be able to, to close the door? First win as a new father, I believe, too. Um, yep, yep. So, but, I mean, you remember when he was leading the Masters, what, seven, eight years ago and shot an 80 on Sunday. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to think sometimes, does the pressure really get to him? Is it really the level of competition? Um, you know, the year that Tiger won the tour championship, Rory was his playing partner, and I'm sure he was within, uh, you know, striking distance. But, you know, he's looking over there like, oh, that's my idol. There's Tiger. Yeah, he's not, he's not catching him. Exactly. Nobody, so nobody you know, catches him when he's got the lead. You know, and, and it's like he's got so much talent. Nike loves him. He works out. His body's in shape. He hits the ball a mile. But you, you got to sometimes wonder up top if it's all if it's all under control or not. I said to Jay, because I got, I got to Jay's house before they – they teed off on Sunday and I looked at Jay I was like Jay what are the odds right now for Rory McIlroy to win the PGA Championship at Kiowa and I was like look it up I'm not going to bet it but we're going to write it down and I want to see what it flexes to when Rory wins this today I said that to him on Sunday and you know the odds flex I'll get to that later when we get to Kiowa but um, I thought he you know I, I had I had confidence in Rory his his irons were better. He was stroking the putter. He was stroking the putter a lot better. 
And I noticed, I don't know if, if you caught this at all in the coverage, he doesn't take any practice strokes for putting. Now, mm-hmm. this is the first event. He just, he lines it up, set sets up behind it, and then the only time he takes the putter back and hits the, and like brings it forward is when he hits the ball. There are, yeah. no, he, there are no practice strokes now. So he picks a line and just does it. I thought that was pretty cool. And he went back to the mallet style putter. Um, I mean, obviously there's that. And then, you know, the, I think the biggest headline regarding Rory now is, or, for, you know, for this this event in itself, the Wells Fargo, is it's a win after he switched to Pete Cowan, the new swing coach, right? And oh, okay. Do you know, so the guy, Pete Callen, he works with like everybody, but he has this like really elaborate pay structure with his, with his players. He basically, it's basically like he buys stock in the players. So if you do a lesson with him and then you go off and win something, you're like expected to like pay him a bonus for your success. Really, and if, you, and if you don't win, then it's just like fine. Like you don't, you, you pay like a very like smaller flat rate, but you're always so, supposed. So it's kind of like a caddy. You know, the the more they get paid, is the more their 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 guy wins. It's it's more like equity. Like, and this is like you're you're apparently supposed to keep paying him like forever, <laughs> as long as like <laughs> as long as he's as long as he's your coach. As long as, well, I mean, like, even like after he's your coach, like if you switch to a new coach and it's very obvious that your swing has changed as a result of the new coach, I think then, I think then you're off the hook. But like, if really, he can, if, but if you could reference like anything in your game that he helped you on, like you're supposed to keep paying him. And if there was hmm. like this, there's, they never revealed the player, but there was a story about a player that kind of like who, who didn't follow the rules. Yeah. Right. And kind of like broke away from him and then like won something. And but it was very obvious that like the guy's success was definitely still uh, driven by the work he did with Pete Cowan and he didn't pay Pete Cowan. And like the guy's like persona non grata in the golf coaching world now, this player. Do we know who it is? No, we don't know who it is. Okay. Yeah. So the guy. Well, the, the guy, well we know it's not Bubba because Bubba's never had a lesson no. in his life occur, apparently. That guy just yeah. picked up some clubs and figured it out on his own. I gave him a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun watching him. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely. I mean, we talked about this before. He's kind of uh, transitioned off my "I want to punch you in the face" list. Yes, I know. There's, who's sitting on that list currently? It's just, just Reed and DeShambo having no. dinner, or is, is there uh, no? Actually, the person answering the door that gets punched in the face first is Billy Horschel. Oh, Horschel. Yes, I, I, I did. I did remember that you were not a fan of his either. Yeah. I was also talking to my uh, I was talking to my buddy and I was talking to Jason about this. Um, I really like Quail Hollow because it's got you know it's got the green mile at the end that's incredibly long. Fifteen is that par five that is like by no means an automatic birdie when mm-hmm. when most par fives on the PJ Tour are automatic birdies nowadays. Like, yep. but then it also has those two drivable par fours. Yep. That are just absolutely awesome to watch. Guys going for it, whether whether they go for it, whether they don't. One's got water on the side. I think Quill Hall is awesome, and um, it made me think of it. It made me actually think of the course layout when I was at Jason's on on Sunday because he lives like walking distance from Marion. No kidding. Yeah, and with the, with the red balls on the uh, on exactly the the, yeah. ba- the baskets the, the, the baskets, baskets on the yes. pins. Yep. Yep. So Marion 
on the contrary, is a course that we might never see host a major again. Really? Why is this? Because it's too short. It's one of the ones that Phil uh, got second in. You know who won at Marion last time? Justin Rose. Yes, he did. I remember yep. that. Um, but yeah, it's too short for these guys now. I mean, they'll pick like the bunkers that used to be, def- you know, defensible, or, like are 40 yards behind you now. Yeah, I mean, but okay, I understand that they strategically set up the bunkers to for the average tour driver to to, to get in, but you can always make the green super fast. You can always grow the rough a little longer. You know, there's other ways to combat that. Yeah. But then you also get the then you get like if you don't have the property to move the tees back and make it longer, right? You're in, you're in trouble. And then we have a, a then you have a situation that that is a course that's short. You basically have a short wing foot, mm-hmm. right? And then you saw what Bryson did to wing foot. He was like, "All right, yeah. fine. Like I'm just gonna bomb it over everything. I'm strong enough to hit it out of the rough because I'm only gonna be sixty yards away, right?" And then like fuck your greens because like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it 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 took me, you know, one shot less to get there than everybody else. Right. So I don't know. It's just, it's a shame. It makes you appreciate places like Quail Hall a little bit more. And like, it, you know, I was talking about my dad and Jay. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to go to like the? Are they eventually going to go to the ball companies like Titleist and Callaway and Shrixon and be like, hey, like you're doing no. a great job. You're doing a great yeah. job. Can, can you make me a ball that goes seventy five percent as far? Yeah, dude, they were talking about that coincidentally with Rory in a press conference. And he goes, no. He goes, why would you do that? He goes, we are, meaning the tour players and people like that, we are the elite 1%. He goes, you're trying to get people interested and involved in the game. Imagine if you or me, uh, you know, we're going out there and you and me are like, oh, you know, if we rip a drive, what, 265, 275, we're like, yeah, we're awesome, right? If if you give us balls that are, that are going to go 75%, you know, of the way – now you and me are hitting it what 220 225 with the same thing with a driver that's gonna that's gonna discourage the hell out of us it's like you know what it's kind of like putting restrictor plate driving on nascar where all the cars can only go as fast as um they are they don't let the guys fix the cars to where they can uh, and trust me i'm not a nascar fan in the the least but i know that they do have these things where they set the cars up where the max speed that any car can have on this court on this track is like 186 miles an hour, as opposed to, and I don't know too many race cars, Kyle Busch's car going faster than uh, Denny Hamlin's car going faster. You know, it's like, why yeah. are you going to handicap it? It's like, yes, these guys are stronger. They all took over Tiger Woods's. Let's work out. Let's go in the gym. Let's get really strong. I mean, think about the dudes you got on tour now. Brooks is yoked. Dustin they're, is yoked. They're, they're Bryson athletes. is yoked. Rory yeah. is yoked. Yeah, it's like, I, I, you know, listen, do I think that golfers are as tough as football players or hockey players? No, but y- you don't have physical contact in golf, but you yeah. still need to be able to walk, you know, four to five miles every day for four days. You have to be really sharp between the ears. And you know what? To keep up with these guys, you have to hit the weight room. So, yes, they yeah. are athletes. But I think the fact that they're going to try to go to TaylorMade and Callaway and Titleist and say, can you just dumb down your balls? Terrible, terrible yeah. idea. I, I think the know. opposite is if you do have the real estate, do you think we're going to see an 8,000-yard course on the PGA Tour someday? Yes. I do too. 100%. I don't, I, I'm not – I actually – I don't know. I'm not sure if it's on the PGA Tour. We will see it on – the world stage so maybe like saudi arabia like the race to dubai european yeah. tour one of these like you know newer places first 
Or a place um, that has very, like in Mexico, where the ball travels further. Maybe they'll have a, a yeah. course like that, you know? A new resort. Where air, yeah, where Somebody's building a new there. resort. Yeah. Yeah. That, I know, then maybe does it become, I'm thinking about baseball, right? Because, like, you know, we all grew up playing with. Yeah, the live bats. ball era. Well, no, so baseball, like, we grew up playing with metal bats, and then you graduate to wooden bats. But if you hit something on the screws with a wood bat, it goes just as far as a metal bat. Right. That's, pro- that's proven. But. The screw spot, right? The sweet spot is much smaller on a wooden bat than it is a metal bat. Plus so the barrels, that, from what I remember, on metal bats were a lot larger as well. Yeah. So then what do you do? Now do you do you dumb down PGA Tour clubs so that there's less forgiveness? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like every year when they come out with the, the new TaylorMade drivers or Callaway drivers, they're trying to give you a bigger head with more forgiveness. And, you know, they got the twist face and the well, Simnax. And it's like, well, if that's you the hit other, it, yeah. That's the other thing is like, if you dumb down, if you dumb down Dustin Johnson's Sim 2 driver, right? Like, how are you supposed to sell it? Right. Right? Like, the whole idea is like, oh, sweet. Like, I bought a Cobra. I have a Cobra Speedback because Ricky's got a Cobra Speedback. Or you got the Sim 2 because Roy's got the Sim 2. Like, there's like that relatability to the pro athlete that you'll lose right. if you change their standards, right? So, yeah, and Cobra and TaylorMade and Callaway are using these athletes yes. to, to use their products. I mean, why do you think Callaway and Travis Matthew threw a shit ton of money at John Rom? Because yeah. the guy hits the ball a mile, he's a good young player, and it's only a matter of time before he wins a major. Yep. I'm kind of I'm kind on the other side of that because I think he's got rocks for brains, but we could talk, <laughs> we, we, we could talk about that another time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair, fair. Okay. Um, I guess that kind of covers the Wells Fargo. Anything else that kind of stood out for me from the Yeah, event no, I mean, it, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed watching the answer come down. Uh, you know, unfortunately, came up a little short, but, you know, it shot me from, uh, I think, since uh, since Spieth won the Valero, I went from 27th out of 29th uh, to, like, 15th, and now I'm 9th. So I've had yeah. a couple of fortunate good weeks where, you know, it's been coming along. I saw your boy Stan the Man uh, pick Hovland in third, and he's still, uh, you know, leading the pack, though. Yep. All right. So um, we'll segue. While we're on that topic. <laughs> this segues nicely to the standings. The standings brought to you by last week's uh, event, Wells Fargo, and our two Wells Fargo employees, Jason Rodriguez and Ian Chasler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the standings. All right. Uh, one, two, and three have not changed. Stan, Stan Stradamus, Kopech. Still in first place, 4.802 million. Second place, Ando, Downtown Anderson, 4.077 million. Third place, Packet, Pat Hackett, 4.027 million. Kev Henry still in fourth, 3.94. Billy Mack in fifth, 3.84. You, Staniel, yes, like you said, have moved up to ninth place. Uh, I have fallen back a touch. Holy shit, I'm actually looking up at Chris Baldino. That's not good. Oh, I jumped Baldino. I'm, I'm happy. That's all I wanted oh. to do. Darn it! I'm in fourth. I'm in fourteenth place uh, because I've had the slice of the skull on here before. I'm going to reference their nineteenth place as the defending champions. Not great. Burn. Uh, and then our cell dilly bar. dilly dilly. Where is dilly dilly? Dilly dilly's uh, in twenty second and he's plus thirty one. That might be the worst oof. score to par. Dilly, we not love great. you, brother. Not great, Bob. Um, the cellar <laughs> dweller, Tom Tommy Cargo shorts Mirana for the third week in a row. <laughs> Tommy, get out of the cellar, my friend. Get out of there. Um, other stats. Uh, Kev Henry's the only guy to make all 14 cuts so far. Fantastic job. 
Uh, he also has the lowest score to par as a result with uh, 114 under par. Uh, Unreal. Great job. Great job, Kev. Keep it up. Nice, uh, nice rookie season thus far. Um, let's do week of Leonard. All right. So week of Leonard, my, uh, my parents showed up on Friday. They flew up from Sarasota. Uh, my dad's, I think with us for two and a half weeks. My mom is with us for the better part of a month and a half. Uh, she's going to stay through the the weekend that I'm going down to Sarasota to play golf with Baldino and Dylan and, and my dad. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. That- Tell, tell me about that slightly since I could not make our golf trip this year. Where are you guys headed? Yeah, so we're flying down on Friday, June 11th to Sarasota. We're going nice. to par- stay at my parents' Man, house. Man, my home. birthday's June 10th. That would have been a great weekend. Of, I know, uh, of I know. What do you ha- oh, you have a... My baptism. son's baptism is Saturday, so there's one thing you definitely can't skip. No, you can't. Um, yeah, so we're flying down that Friday. We're going to play one on... Play 18 on Friday, 36 on Saturday... Another 18 on Sunday and fly back Sunday night. Okay. Um, and you're going to be to where? Sarasota. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's me, Baldino, Dylan. Uh, my dad will obviously be there because it's his house. And my uncle, Edwin, is going to drive down from his house in the villages, Florida. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they got here on Friday. Um, I played golf Friday afternoon with Billy Tazi and Roger Dumont uh, at Shack. It was a fun time. It was me and Taz versus Billy and Roger. We tied, unfortunately, uh, after Tazi and I blew a, a three-skin lead um, mm. to, to tie it up. But uh, like I said, I shot a 42 on the back nine. I felt pretty good about that. That rolled into drinks at Nick Bacania's house, one of our neighbors, for his 40th birthday, which got uh, incredibly sloppy for no good reason. I was going to say out of hand. Yeah, I got a little a little dum dum, uh, which was made for a very du- and like so Mother's Day for us was all weekend because we knew we were going to Jason's house on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So like we basically like woke up Saturday morning and like gave Hannah all our Mother's Day gifts and like kind of had Mother's Day on Saturday too. And I was kind of hungover when I woke up from that, so that wasn't the- so great. Mm. Um, but we had a nice rainy Saturday; didn't have to do much. My parents were here. Uh, we rolled down to Jason's on Sunday for a shindig with our family and his in-laws uh watched the golf had a bunch of ipas it was a great time um week ahead i am supposed to play 18 on sunday with the skull and the slice at forest gate so i'm excited about that uh and then we got like a bunch of busy stuff you know softball and and all that fun stuff throughout the week um yeah so how about you? Are you cool. gonna get out? Are you gonna get out this weekend? Apply yeah, or? I actually. Uh, so uh, last weekend when I was, I haven't played golf literally Leo in uh, probably two weeks. And outside of the nine-hole uh, academy course near my house, I have I've played I think one round of golf this year at uh, an eighteen-hole course, and it was at the Shannon. And then I played the nine holes with you at Jack with um, Kevin and my father-in-law. Oh uh, yes. So I've been slacking hard. I mean, as you can attest to, tough with a newborn. Uh, You know, three kids, uh, you know, working, me and wifey both working. It's, you know, I'm sitting here. I did acquire a new tailor-made spider putter, however, that somebody gave me to try out. So I will be be using that. I actually went online and I was trying to find a tee time like we usually do to try to get a foursome and then gather a group um, for one of the Somerset County courses. I found a tee time, uh, I think it's 9 a.m. on Sunday, for Quailbrook, which is one of my favorites out of the five... um, 
courses, but it's only for one person. So I'm showing up solo. I'm going to get paired up with some people, I imagine. But I mean, honestly, I'm really just using it to work on my game. And uh, that's you know. that's fun. It'll be a science experiment. You can let's let's have you back on the pod next week, and you can break down all the ridic- the three ridiculous players that you played with. Yes, I, I can break those down, and then I'll let you know how I roll the new spider. I know that your yes. brother is. Uh, are you a spider guy too? I I was I I was until this past winter. I went back to the blade because I felt like I lost a lot okay. of feel. I lost a lot of feel with it, but it's all you know. It, it's it, yeah. I, can, I mean, I had yeah, I had an Odyssey putter with a fat grip forever, and then uh, remember that one time at Shack, I showed you that putter that somebody had given me. That was like a really piece of crap Wilson $30 putter that's probably from the mid-90s, and I was rolling that pretty good. But then somebody said, hey, I, don't really, I really don't like this. Try it out. If you like it, you can pay me some money for it. So I'm going to experiment with it this weekend, and we'll see how it goes. Dude, whatever is comfortable. That's, it's like, that's, that's a total field thing, right? 100%. Um, actually, that reminds me, regarding equipment. So my dad, um, we're sitting there, and he, he tells me, hey, like uh, – so I went to Dick's and there was this Cobra driver for like $250. I'm like, please don't tell me you bought a fucking driver. Jay and I bought him a brand new driver for Christmas like two years ago. Okay. And we're like, he's like, yeah, I bought it. I was like, why would you buy He's like, oh, my, you know, I've had my driver for a while. I was like, dad, you've been playing golf for like two plus years. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? So he buys this, he buys this Cobra driver and he's been using it. He's like, oh, yeah, it feels pretty good. But then I look down, it's a stiff shaft. And, like, you know, my dad has, a, you know, top swing speed of, like, three miles an hour. Yes. So he definitely, he definitely needs to relax. And he's like, oh, so I'm just going to get reshafted. I was like, so you bought this thing. You didn't, you didn't need <laughs> oh, God. 250 And then you're going to spend another $80 to get it reshafted? Like, please don't get it reshafted. Just just leave it alone until I get there. And then I'll look at it in Florida. And I'll see what if I want to do anything with it. Like, just don't. You know what it sounds like, Leo? It sounds like your dad needs a golf chaperone. He does. He really does. <laughs> when your dad when your dad strolls into dicks and starts looking at stuff, you know. Yeah. I honestly, Leo, I still can't figure out which golf ball I like the best. I mean, I can literally be playing a Pro V1 one day and smacking the shit out of it, and then I'll go play a week or two later, and I can't do it, and I lose one or two, and then I pull a top flight distance out of my uh, bag, and I'll hit that for the rest of the round and smoke it. I I just can't seem to figure out, um, you know, the balls. I know there's different layers. I know there's, you know, three-piece, four-piece, and five-piece. I know the harder ones have to do with your swing speed. I just can't seem to figure out which one, you know, I consistently, like, will go back to. Yeah, I've I've fallen in love with the TaylorMades, uh, and I've really liked them like the last year now. I have some vices left over that like you know now I'm just gonna hit them until I lose them. Yeah. Um, and then and then just stick with the TaylorMades, but I really like the TP5 and the TP5X a lot. So yeah, I bought um, a box of those too last year, and I, I I was hitting a few of them, losing them. But don't, I mean, if you gotta you gotta have a really fast swing speed to hit the TP5 and the X, you gotta even have a faster swing speed because they're even harder. Yeah. 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 You gotta be able to send it. That's true. Um, all right. Actually, before I forget, we have to do the new site, well, relatively new segment. So I did this segment last week with Jay. It's the, the PGA Tour lookalikes. Um, and I'm going to break it down for you, Dan, and for anyone else that didn't listen last I week. I did do so, a little research on it before before we got on, but go ahead. All right. So Dan Levitard has his radio show, uh, or had. I think Jason told me that he's leaving ESPN, uh, with Stu Gatz. Uh, and he does this NFL lookalike thing. 
where people kind of call in, tweet in, uh, and they always have Tim Kirchin on the the Major League Baseball analyst who mm-hmm. has the silliest little laugh. He basically sounds like <laughs> like what exactly? Yeah, like there a little Keebler. Yeah. yeah. So so I'll give you a couple NFL ones first, to, so people understand what the concept is, and then we'll I'll do my PGA Tour ones for the week. Okay. So one of the ones that, that Dan Lavatar did was Jay Cutler. Looks like oh, the guy. Looks like the guy trying to break into a house on an alarm company commercial. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He's got that. He always has the most monotone look in his face, just like uh, you know, five, you know, five o'clock quit. shadow. Like, yep. Like he, he just ripped miserable. like fifteen cigs. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, here's another one for the NFL. Tony Dungy looks like the Halloween mask that was on sale for fifty percent off the day after Halloween. <laughs> Poor Tony. Yeah, um, he's such a wholesome character. He he really is. Uh, Chip Kelly looks like the guy who leaves comically low tips to service people, then shoots the finger gun and says, "Don't spend it all in one place." <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So I think you got the concept now. I actually watched a video. I just want to share one that I saw. So um, okay, Dan Levitard uh, was doing one, and you know Will Kane former um, uh, former ESPN radio show host who actually went over to Fox News. Uh, I mean, he's from Texas. I guess he's got the uh, conservative viewpoint that they're looking for. Dan okay. Levitard goes, Will Kane looks like the guy who would get pulled over speeding by a cop and basically say, hey, I pay your salary. Why are you pulling me over? <laughs> I thought that was funny because Will Kane just, you know, he, he was always the guy that they brought on the first take in the morning with Stephen A. and Max. Who yeah, had like I see a super uber conservative Dallas Cowboys uh, standpoint, and you know how Stephen A. feels about the Cowboys. So yeah. now this guy looks like he's best friends with Tucker Carlson. Yeah, oh, 100 percent. He fits <laughs> right in in that demographic uh, for the. I think he does the Saturday or Sunday mornings uh, for for Fox News. But yeah. anyway, I digress. So so I did follow a little bit of those. I was actually trying to think of a couple of guys on tour to to, to bring in, but I I couldn't think of any good ones off the top of my head. So what do you think got? About it, think about it for next week. So I have a few here. Okay. All right. We'll uh, did you see Joaquin Neiman this week with his goatee? I did. Yes, he looks like that's the first goatee he's ever grown. So Joaquin Neiman with a goatee looks like that middle school classmate who hit puberty about three or four years before everyone else and is going to give it a try, constantly petting it during science class. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm with that. Do you remember Hunter Mayhem? Obviously from the the Ryder Cup years. Dude, I saw his name on the leaderboard this week and I was like, Hunter, man, I thought he lost his tour card. So Hunter Mahan, he got he got kind of jacked, and he's he's got long hair now, like a full on mullet situation. Oh. Hunter Hunter Mahan looks like he should be a relief pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, who was discovered drunkenly throwing high nineties at one of those carnival radar gun games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, I haven't seen an updated picture of him, but I could you know based on the the size of him and the mullet, yes, has to be a Brewers too. Yeah, has to be a Brewer. Um, we got to do one for the winner. Rory McIlroy looks like your wife's favorite Peloton instructor that tells them to quote dig deep and find that bad girl inside, and when she's and then when she's off the bike, she's not sweating but she's blushing and can't wipe the smile that he put on her face. <laughs> I was trying to think of one for Rory because they were showing his picture as the winner of the of uh, of the Wells Fargo and. Uh... The one that I came up with was uh, for him. Actually, when I was thinking about it, was 
He looked like he tried out for one of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings, and because he didn't get chosen, he went to the gym and got super yoked and became a professional golfer. <laughs> I, like I know, that. I was probably stretching there for a little bit, but he's, I don't know, he's just got that look, you know? Yeah. Uh, Brooks Kepka, he's making his comeback this week at the Byron Nelson. Okay. Brooks Kepka looks like the buffoon from high school who grew up to become a local cop. And every time you see him now, he chuckles and says, can you believe they gave me a gun? <laughs> Remember those commercials peaked in high school, Rob Lowe? He's peaked <laughs> in high school, Brooks Kepka. Yep. Although I shouldn't uh, say that because he's banging out Jenna Sims and he's a yeah. four-time major winner. So maybe that doesn't not, fit him. Not too bad. Yeah. All right, last last one. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, he looks like the hardo who flies home on his private jet to use his own gym just to turn around the next day after surprisingly making the cut. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, that actually happens. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that one, so that's good. Douche. Oh, All right, um, so this week is the AT&T Byron Nelson. It is the week before um, the PGA Championship, our second major of the year. The major is at Kiowa Islands. Rory McIlroy won the last time uh, the PGA was at Kiowa. He won by eight strokes in 2012. He absolutely thunderbombed the field, um, which makes me think again, like, okay, like, is this good vibes? Like, you know, go back to somewhere that's familiar and has good mojo. Uh, especially coming off a win, who knows? Uh, regarding the odds, so entering the Wells Fargo this week, Rory McIlroy was plus two thousand to win the PGA Championship. Opening, so so before the final round on Sunday, he was plus twelve hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And then I said to Jay, "Watch this, he's going to fucking win, and the, the odds are going to go down." He is now the favorite to win the PGA Championship at plus one thousand. Um, so ten to one. Stay tuned. No kidding. Stay tuned. We will uh, we'll break this all down next week ahead of the PGA at, at Kiowa. Uh, Seamus actually got to play Kiowa, I think, a couple weeks ago uh, on wow. a vacation. I can't, I can't believe he pulled that off. Uh, I think Strick also did. Dave Strickland from our league uh, played it pretty recently as well. Um, so, fuck you both. That's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> um, we'll go right to the, the, the Byron Nelson. So, first of all, Daniel, do you know anything about Byron Nelson? Um, I know that he is from Texas. Um, yep. You know, that probably ends it, really. I know that they've Thanks. changed the name of this championship quite a bit. It used to be the uh, the, the Verizon Byron Nelson, and then they lost it. Then it was the EDS Byron Nelson, and then they lost it. Then it's the HP Byron Nelson. It's like, nope, you guys got outbid this year. Now it's the AT&T Byron Nelson. Yep, yep. So he, he won this event. Um I can't even remember when it was. It was a very long time ago. And then basically right after he won it, they named it the Byron Nelson. It's one of the oldest events on tour. Uh, Byron mm-hmm. Nelson himself is... He actually know, won in 1944. There you go. So he he's basically on the Mount Rushmore of, of the PGA. He uh, came through the PGA with both Ben Hogan and Sam Snead. They were basically the three-headed monster uh, at the time. Um, Lord Byron, uh, as you said, is from Texas. He was always just into, into ranching. And the whole reason why, and I got into this when I was reading the Hogan book, uh, because basically him and Hogan ran parallel, is the whole reason why he got into golf was so he could make money, buy a ranch, and retire. He retired from the PGA at the age of 34 to be a rancher. Um, which With is five just, majors. 
with five majors. Yes, he won the Masters twice. He won the PGA Championship twice. He won the U.S. Open once. Uh, and his best finish at the Open Championship was fifth place in 1937. Um, he has 64 professional wins, 52 of them being on the PGA Tour, which is... Are you on Wikipedia lowest. with me right now, though? Uh, I have that, and I also have my email from, from two years ago. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, so um, Lord Byron... Uh, the biggest thing or the, the, the funniest thing I think about Byron Nelson is um, he won 11 consecutive events. Wow. 11 consecutive events. So do you remember the AT&T Pebble Beach program earlier this year? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. It's basically like he won every event since then. Wow. That's how long. Yeah. So he won 11 straight events. Granted, how the was PGA the competition t- back the in P- the 30s and 40s? So here's a couple things. The PGA Tour was a lot smaller at the time, right? There were far fewer far fewer competitors at every event. Also, he did this uh, in a in a wartime year. So Lord Byron, Byron Nelson, had a, a blood disorder that caused uh, his blood to clot like four times slower than normal person. So that kept him out of World War II. Ben Hogan, who was the other best player during that time was serving. So while he won 11 events, he didn't have Ben Hogan there to really mm. like challenge him. Okay. Um, so, eh, but still winning 11 events in a row is, is, is absolutely insane. So, oh, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he retired at the age of 34 to become a rancher and, and was still, I think he continued to play the masters because that was a lifetime you know, it's the lifetime uh, exemption. And he kind of did that for a while and then did it ceremoniously. But he was basically retired from the PGA Tour at the age of 34. Um, we are, so at the AT&T Byron Nelson this year, we are moving to TPC Craig Ranch for the first time. Uh, completely different venue. I believe they've had this event at Trinity Forest, which looks really cool. It's on my bucket list. It's where uh, Tony Romo is a member. Um, but we're moving to TPC Craig Ranch. It's like apparently 15 minutes from Bryson DeChambeau's house. Oh, boy. Uh, sweet. Uh, par 72, 7,468 yards. Uh, designed by Tom Weisskopf and was completed in 2004. Uh, it hasn't hosted any PGA Tour events. This is the first time it's hosted some Corn Ferry events. Uh, basically, you know, the minor leagues. Yep. Um, and uh, the thing to watch this week is going to be all the Texas guys, like whether it's Bryson DeChambeau, who lives, like I said, a couple couple of minutes away, Ryan Palmer, Scotty Scheffler, Rosella Torres, uh, Jordan Spieth. Ever heard of them? Um, you know, everyone's <laughs> everyone's going to be focused on um, on the Texans. Uh, the last winner mm-hmm. of this event was Soon Kang. Uh, granted, that was at a different course. So, eh. and also two years ago, and two years ago, yes, because this event was canceled last year. Um, lowest score to par, though, minus 23. Him and uh, the, the, the winner prior year, Aaron Wise, also shot a minus 23. So, maybe it's good yep. that they are switching to a, a course that may be a little bit more difficult than uh, you well, know, no, they're saying, minus... no, they're saying this is going to be right up there. They're saying that the, it's yeah. going to be a band box, they're going to be blasting it all over the place. That you know, uh, something I listened to said, don't don't be surprised if it's like 25 under or higher. Really? Yeah. No kidding. All right. So keep I don't know. keep that in mind. 
I hope not. I hope it's not a shootout because I hate those events and those aren't fun to watch. You want to see, you don't want to see guys suffer, but you guys want to, you want to see actual, like, you know, competition. Yeah, I mean, listen, if if the the top five guys are, you know, minus, you know, going into Sunday, minus 18 to minus 16, then yeah, that'll be exciting. But, you know, if one guy jumps out as a four or five stroke lead going into Sunday, that's going to be a snoozer. Yep. Okay, so you're filling in for Jason here. Uh, how does how do the betting odds look? Who's the favorite? To be expected. Um, you know, you got some of the big uh, the big boys at the top. John Rahm and DeChambro are eight to one. Uh, Spieth, as a t- local Texas boy, is ten to one. And then you got Daniel Berger, sixteen, followed by Matsuyama, Kepka, and Fitzpatrick, all at twenty to one. Um, first tournament uh, Matsuyama's played since his Masters win, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, I don't remember seeing Rom. Actually, Rom did play last week, I think. I don't remember seeing Speech play last week or Berger. No, oh, so, uh, so thank you for bringing that up. Jordan Speech reports came out today that he apparently caught COVID after the Masters. That's why he's been missing for the past month. Really? Yeah, he did not. He just did an interview with the No Laying Up guys, which I highly recommend you listening to i thought it was the best the best interview i think the most like genuine honest interview i've heard of a pro athlete period him and solly from the no laying up it was basically like basically like you're sitting there in my garage like listening to solly interview speed over a couple beers like speed was so honest um about you know his struggles and then his success and him there's, there's a little. I'm not gonna spoil it, but Butch Harmon's name gets tossed in there. And remember, okay. his coach is his coach is not Butch Harmon. His coach is Cameron McCormick. Something interesting there. His relationship with with Michael Greller. Uh, I highly recommend listening to it. But okay. uh, but but yeah, apparently he. Uh, I saw a report today is that he he caught COVID, and that's kind of why. Like he wasn't gonna play the RBC anyway, and then he wasn't gonna play the Valspar. But I think people expect yeah. him to, to play the Wells Fargo. Do you know why? I mean, I, I know why certain guys play certain tournaments. I know they all want to play in the majors because they're high dollars. The WGCs, you know, they, they all want to do that. But like, yeah. I don't see, I don't see Dustin on here. I don't see, uh, you know, uh, for example, Justin Rose. I don't see Rory, Rory's not playing this week. Like, is it because they don't want to? I mean, you have to play in a certain amount of, um, yeah, a certain amount of weeks, correct? Is, you do, is there, you do. but there is there a limit to how many you can? No, play? there's. There's no limit on how many. There is a minimum you have to play. Yeah, exactly. To keep um, your tour card, regardless of who you are. Yeah, and then there's, um, well, there's a minimum you have to play also to like. Uh, what was the other thing? Spieth almost ran into it a couple years ago, or he almost didn't play enough events, uh, and it wasn't he was going to lose his card. I think he wasn't going to be eligible for. I can't remember what it was. Maybe the FedEx or something like that. Okay. Um, but I mean, a lot of it has to. So first of all, DJ withdrew because of knee pain, which okay. I think is which I think is ironic because I don't know if you followed Paulina on Instagram. There's a video of him doing a backflip do. off a boat. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. So he withdrew a, a knee injury like days after that video. So. Eh. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I don't know. I would imagine Roy probably always had this week as an off week so that he would play the Wells Fargo sit out this week and then prepare for Kiowa. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I imagine it's really with respect to where you live. Uh, you there, know, I mean, Texas boys want to play, but if, you know, yeah. I don't know. There's a ton of factors. There's, there's definitely that there's you routing your schedule ahead of time for rest and, 
events you care about. And then there's also sponsor stuff. So like Spieth yes. like had Spieth had to play this week because it's AT&T and that's one of his biggest sponsors. Like the right. RBC events, the RBC events. Yeah, you saw it, Dustin, number one in the world, playing the RBC Heritage. It's like, why? It's yeah. like because he's on the RBC team. But otherwise, yeah. I doubt that would be one that he'd be, if they weren't paying him a buttload of money, that's probably a one that he would, he would just pass up. Especially right after the Masters, he probably sits that one out. So, yeah. yeah. Um, down the leaderboard for or sorry, down the odds um, list for for some juicy ones. Uh, unfortunately, my boy Ricky is eighty to one. Uh, that's probably not high enough if you if you ask me. Okay. Um, um, Cameron Champ, 80. I think that's eighty to one. I think that's kind of interesting as long as he hits the ball. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Same thing for Luke List, sixty six to one. He's hit, he hits the ball a mile and he played pretty well last week. So. Um, that, those might be some value plays. Jason Day, fifty to one. Ryan Palmer, Texas boy, forty to one. Um, yeah, you know who I like uh, over a hundred to one. Um, not necessarily to win, but to, to to post and to play well. The boy, or the boy, the man who wears the uh, the tight pants at the bottom, Eric Van Ruyen. Van Ruyen, yeah. Van I kind of like. Uh, for I would I would kind of like Sebastian Munoz for a top ten. Okay. He's a hundred to one to win. I kind of like him for a top ton. How about Camilo Fajegas still on here? I didn't even know he was still on tour, man. Yeah. So the, look it up. There's a sad story about his. He lost his daughter earlier this year or end of oh, last Jesus. year to cancer. Is yeah. Uh, but the PGA Tour has rallied behind him uh, very That's nicely. Yeah, but he's been but he's been playing since like the mid two thousands and yeah um, yeah. But I, you know I I. I on one hand, I would say he probably doesn't have more than five wins ever. No, probably not. But you know what? Some yeah. of these guys, I mean, that, that goes back to like Xander Shoffley. Does he have any wins on tour or he just hasn't had a win in a while? Xander has wins, just not in a while. And he doesn't yeah. have any majors. Yeah, exactly. And he comes close a lot. I mean, God, we go back. I think I did the week after with the Masters of you when he, he tries to hit the cut on 16 oh, over the gosh. water it's like bro what were you thinking especially after so what Hideki did on the hole before that that's just that's your caddy getting in your ear and saying hey dude that's not a good idea no no so his last win was uh end of 2019 he won the uh, century tournament of champions uh, which is basically which basically means he won another tournament that year because you only get invited to that if you won yes he won the wgc hsbc over in china i remember that uh okay. which he which he he won in a playoff over uh mr i've only won in puerto rico tony Fino. <laughs> <laughs> i like Fino. that guy's got ba- uh, he barely has a backswing and hits the ball a mile yeah yeah and he's not I, like that big he's just He's just see, tall, and he's got—he's he, he, just compact. He can't putt, and he, he doesn't know how to close. Yeah, well, I mean, you could say that about quite a few PGA Tour pros. That's true. That's true. I saw um, that your pick is already in, Leo. Any any yes. hints for anybody out here on uh, which way you're leaning? Why nope. don't you give me? Uh, <laughs> why don't Why don't you give me uh, one clue? Are your odds? Uh, if you're looking at CBS or the odds, are the odds for your guy greater or less than thirty to one? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, huh, Leo? All right. I already know who I'm picking now. After just having the conversations with you tonight and uh, going through the field here, I think I already know who I'm picking. I got to see if I used I'll, him already. I'll text you who it is after after this, just because of um, the way you posed that question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Fair. Fair. All right. Uh, anything else before we sign off? No, that's it. Looking forward to it. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to playing myself this weekend because, yes. like I said, it's been uh, quite a hiatus for me. But 
I, yeah. I, I almost want you to have your phone as a microphone. I want you to interview each of the three people you're playing with so we can we can break them down. The mutants that you're playing with at Quailbrook on, on this Dude, side. honestly, I might get out there and they all might wipe the floor with me. I mean, I, I played Quailbrook one time uh, with these guys. And, you know, I consider myself a, an average golfer. And all three of the dudes who were playing were better than me. And one of the dudes was probably 60. And I was like, holy smokes, these guys are just hit. Dude, I'm telling you, some of these older guys, they just hit the ball dead straight. And they, you know, you know, they may be 160 yards out and using a, you know, a four wood, but they hit the ball straight and it go, and you know, if they can putt, yeah, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Straight and steady. All right, man. Well, thanks, thanks again uh, for hopping on. Uh, Absolutely. Everybody, everybody else, get your picks in, uh, preferably by tomorrow night for the AT&T Byron Nelson. I will have a PGA Championship second major recap for you guys next week. Uh, good luck and pick them pure. Pick them pure. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, buddy.